I've done shift work for almost 39 years. What I've learned over the past three years is what I wish I knew way back when I began. Studying evidence-based nutrition and now breaking down the research and applying it in practical terms has given me a great insight into best help you, the shift worker. But there are five things in particular that I really wish I'd known that would have made the biggest impact on my health and well-being over my own journey. In today's episode, I discuss those. Shift work can be brutal, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to a healthy shift. My name is Roger Sutherland, certified nutritionist, veteran law enforcement officer, and 24-7 shift worker for almost four decades. Through this podcast, I aim to educate shift workers using evidence-based methods to not only survive the rigors of shift work, but thrive. My goal is to empower shift workers to improve their health and well-being so they have more energy to do the things they love. Enjoy today's show. And welcome to today's episode of the show. Now, when we first start night shift, we just look around at what everyone else is doing and we see and we ask and we just go, okay, so what do you do? How do you do night shift? How do you get into it? How do you get out of it? What do you do? And what do you do about this? And what do you do on your days off? And when you finish night shift, do you sleep or do you go all the way through? Well, I'm here to tell you that what Karen at the office does, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you because you're entirely different. You're probably a different age. You could be a different sex. Everything could be completely different. So therefore, everything is unique to you. Now, this doesn't work because we're all so different. And different ages also makes a huge impact on us as well. Now, do I truly believe that you can thrive and not just survive while performing shift work? Yes, I absolutely do. And today, I'll tell you a few things that I've learned that make a significant difference. Now, the one thing that I will ask before I get into today's show is I beg you, please, if you could share your favorite episode with a friend or colleague, or just take a moment to just rate or review the uh, the podcast and help its reach, because this makes a significant difference to the reach of the show and really, really helps enormously. It's a great way for you just to say thanks. All right, now, shift work. The research is bleak around shift work, cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, stroke, heart attack, metabolic syndrome, obesity, and even cancer. But the past research that's been done was without the education that is now emerging around what to do around shift work. And I'm here for it. Now, there is a lot of emerging research in the area of optimizing your shift working life. And it's all well and good to research something. But who is there out there to break the information down and get it all out there for the general public? These research papers can literally be done and then just sit in a library forever because the researchers, they have no idea how to get it out there. And well, then you've got people like me that literally have absolutely no idea how to conduct research so we can work in together. Now, I stay abreast of all of the latest research around shift work, uh, chronobiology, chrononutrition, 
and anything that we can do to work in with our shift working community. And then what I do is I break it down in a practical sense based on my own 24-7 shift working experience, and that is what helps you, the shift worker. Now, over the journey, I've actually broken down a few pieces of research in relation to things, and I've put simple strategies in place, sky before screen, hydrate before you caffeinate, get that early light, early movement, eat at regular times. Now, these are all things that sound logical, but these are all things that are now research back that I've brought to the platform that I know that you, the shift worker, are able to actually do. I will say this, though. As bleak as all the research is around shift work, it will not get better and only you can make the change. It's just knowing how to. And this is where I come in, because coaching is a second set of eyes for you. I can guide you unique to your own um, social life, your own working life, and your own family life, work in with you to optimize what I know and I understand about what the current research tells us in relation to your shift working life. And it's a second set of eyes looking in. Now, I've coached a number of of, uh, shift working clients, in fact, a huge number of shift working clients, majority of them are. And it's amazing how as we go through things, we start to identify little areas where they can improve that they hadn't even considered. All right. So if you're interested in coaching by me, I've always got an inquiry form there where people can go to my website, ahealthyshift.com, and go to the coaching link, and you can follow through and see what my coaching is about, and then you can send an inquiry form through. You don't have to be in Australia. I'm coaching clients in Europe, in the UK, and I'm also coaching clients in the US, and two clients in Canada as well. So you can be anywhere in the world because it is online coaching with a weekly Zoom meeting. All right, so what are we learning and what have I learned since I started breaking all of this down? So let's go through five of the most important things that I've learned in my shift working life. And number one, you're not going to be surprised, but it's prioritizing sleep. Now, we have to make it our number one priority. Now, wiping out our schedule. We don't have to, I've just got to do this or I've just got to do that. What we do just got to do is get ourselves into bed and get ourselves to sleep. All right. None of this coming home late at nine and then sitting there watching Netflix and one more episode. Oh, because I need to wind down. Start winding down before you leave work, as you leave work or on your way home from work and wind down in bed with a solid sleep hygiene and get yourself to sleep. That is the important thing because watching that TV to quote unquote wind down is actually winding you up, not down. All right. Now on night shift, it's a not negotiable. Do not organize anything through your nights. Appointments, no. It is not unfortunate that that's landed at the time when you've got night shift. It's unfortunate that you've got the appointment. So what you've got to do is you've actually got to get rid of the appointment and transfer it to some other time. Get that sleep. Prioritize that sleep. It's really important. Reschedule your car service. Reschedule that specialist appointment. Completely 
optimize your environment for sleep. Now, what does this look like? Well, for a start, stand at your doorway and look in your room. Is it a dark room? Is the room cool? The room needs to be cool for us to sleep in. When was the last time you changed your mattress? How comfy is your bed? How comfy is your pillow? Are you wearing a sleep mask? Do you have earbuds? And I can't tell you the amount of times that shift workers tell me that their phone woke them up. Why on earth is your phone not on do not disturb or silent while you're on night shift? I don't care what it is. It can actually wait because you will function with it so much better once you've slept. The other thing is, and I want you to hear me very clearly on this. We do not train on the way home from a PM or a night shift. Now, let me just repeat that. We do not train on the way home from a PM or a night shift. We start our sleep hygiene wind down and we get to sleep. Training after one of those shifts, what you're actually doing is you are stimulating your central nervous system, which is going to actually impact on your sleep. It's going to cause your sleep massive problems, and we've got to try and avoid that. The reason why we're training is to stimulate that central nervous system, to stimulate muscle growth. But if you're trying to do this on the way home from night shift, you are crazy, You're not actually cashing in on the adaptations from the training. All you're doing is putting your body under further stress and stimulating it and actually causing you problems for sleep. And the other thing is too, if you're taking a pre-workout, for God's sake, the the evidence now is emerging that pre-workouts with a standard dose of 200 milligrams of caffeine in it need to be consumed 13 hours before sleep, 13 hours before sleep. So have a think about that. So if you are actually looking at going to bed at 7am in the morning, your pre-workout needs to have been taken at 6pm the night before. Have a think about that because the evidence is fairly clear that it's 13.2 hours that it starts to impact on subsequent sleep. All right, so that's sleep. I can't emphasize that enough. We need to make sure that we get that sleep. We need to stay on a regular sleep weight cycle. For God's sake, don't at me. Hear me out on this first, all right? I don't want anyone coming at me saying, oh, you don't do shift work. Yeah, I do. I've done shift work for 39 years, and I know exactly what I'm talking about here as well. Control your controllables. One of the biggest problems that we have as shift workers is sleep. But why is this? One of the biggest problems that we do have and around this is because our circadian rhythm has absolutely no idea where it is at in time and space. It cannot see. It relies on us telling it. Now, the central clock in our brain, in the hypothalamus or the suprachiasmatic nucleus, is counting on us telling us where we are at in time and space. And it does that through light, movement, and nutrient timing. So what we need to make sure is that we are actually going to bed, eating and moving at the same time every single day when we can control it, all right? Now, I say when we can control it because obviously when we're on night shift, it's not controllable. But it's pointless if you've got the opportunity to go to bed at the time that's normal and get up at a time that's normal When you don't do that, that is crazy, and it's going to cause you more problems. 
Now, regardless of whether you're a morning lark, which means someone who likes to get up early and is done for the day and wants to go to bed at nine o'clock, or a night owl, which is someone who goes to bed around midnight, 1am and doesn't get up until 7 or 8am in the morning. That's perfectly normal. And some people are morning larks and some people are night owls. The key is to stay in sync with that. Now, I've done a reel on Instagram about this, demonstrating the importance of staying in sync. And what I've done is I've used the analogy of plotting what you would sleep, your normal sleep would be, as to what time you could go to bed, what time you would get up, if you were not committed to anything at all. And if you put a white dot at the midpoint of that sleep, and you try and balance your sleep on either side of that white dot, then what you will do is you will actually find that you will start to thrive so much better. Now, I want to be very clear on this as well for people. You cannot catch up on sleep. If you've had a couple of late afternoons and you want to, um, you get to the next day and it's a day off and you want to sleep in, get up early. There is no point in staying in bed and lounging around half the day. What are you doing? You're actually confusing your circadian rhythm even more and you're causing yourself more problems. If you get up early, what's going to happen? you're going to be tired. Have yourself your 20, 25 minute nap in the afternoon and get yourself to bed at a normal time, nine, 10 o'clock that night, and you will sleep with quality sleep that night. So just keep that in mind. You can't catch up on it. Going to bed a little bit earlier, getting up a little bit later, not a problem at all. But going to bed late and getting up late, that is a massive problem because you are literally shifting your circadian rhythm. And I'll say this, as a closer in relation to that. And that is, if your sleep is out of whack, you've literally created that yourself. So fix it with routine. And that's how you fix your sleep. Don't make excuses. You've created it. So it's up to you to fix it with routine, day, night, and a regular sleep-wake pattern. Now, the other one is, is to eat at regular times, regardless of the shift that you're on. So what do I do on night shift? You still eat at the regular times during the day. But I'm asleep and I can't have lunch. Skip the lunch. That's absolutely okay. But you can still have your breakfast time around the time that you get home from work. And you can have your decent meal at around about the six o'clock that you would normally do. And you miss lunch and that's fine because you're giving your system a rest while you sleep. But what we do need to do is we need to avoid trying to digest food overnight because this is what's causing us all sorts of problems around our digestive tract, which is creating issues uh, such as IB, uh, um, irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea or with constipation, um, gastric problems, gut problems, pain, gas, bloating, all of those sort of things are created by us generally eating either highly processed foods or eating out of sync with what our circadian rhythm tells us. So instead of getting up at 10 o'clock and having your breakfast at 10 and then having your lunch at four in the afternoon and dinner at eight o'clock, we need to try and sit in sync with what we would normally eat or what a normal person would eat during the day. And that's one of the most important things a shift worker can do is to eat at those regular times for yourself. Now, if you don't have breakfast, fine, skip the breakfast, but still have lunch and dinner at the normal time because your circadian rhythm is counting on it. Number four, 
The other thing that made, was a game changer for me was the best way to go into and come out a night shift. Now, I've done a podcast on this separate in itself, and I would highly suggest that you go and listen to it because it will give you more insight into my thinking around that. But the less we disrupt our circadian rhythm, then the better we are again. And I've spoke about that with my last point and going into and coming out of night shift for the people that stay up late the night before night shift to go into night shift, I understand that you might feel better going into the night shift, but what you've done is you've added another day of desynchronization to your circadian rhythm, and that is causing you more social jet lag. Bigger problem in relation to what your body is experiencing compared to what your eyes are actually seeing. And we need to avoid this. So going into night shift, we get up early on the day that we're actually starting the night shift. We get early light, we get early movement in, and we eat at the regular times during that day. And then we have a, a small nap of 20 to 25 minutes, and then we go in. Are we going to be tired on the night shift? Yep, we probably will be, because we're awake when we should be asleep. Regardless of what you've done, that's how it's going to be. But you will be tired when you come home, and you will sleep better during that day. And that's imperative. And then you can repeat that cycle for however many nights of night shift you've got. If you've got three nights, you don't do anything or plan anything other than just gentle movement, i.e. just walking around the block in between your nights. We don't schedule in the training or anything like that. It's pointless because our body is already highly stressed. Now, when we come out of our last night of night shift, this is where we get home as soon as we can possibly get home. We go to bed, we set an alarm for either three hours or four and a half hours. We sleep in 90 minute cycles, which is why I say three hours or four and a half hours. And as soon as we wake up after that four and a half hours, we open the blinds and we get up. We strip the bed, chuck the bed into the washing machine to remove the temptation of getting back into bed. We then hydrate, caffeinate, get out into the light, and take ourselves for a walk around the block, and then we keep going all day so that we can get back in sync with our daytime routine. And you'll see just from that, and I would highly suggest that you listen to the other podcasts, but you'll see just from that the difference it makes by just going into and coming out of night shift with minimum disruption. Night shift is something that we've got to get into and get out of as quickly as we can possibly get into and get out of. And my point five is scheduling your week out. And my last podcast was on decision fatigue. And this, is, this was explained in detail in this podcast as well. But scheduling your week out is really, really important. If you schedule it out, get a whiteboard, write on it Sunday to Saturday, or your whole fortnight roster or whatever you've got, and write on it what your roster is, what you're working, write on it any appointments and commitments, write on it any time you've got any gym sessions, schedule it all out, schedule out your most difficult meal to navigate and deal with that. Just scheduling things out while you are lucid, when you get towards the end of the week and you're chronically fatigued and you really can't think straight, there you are in a position with actually a schedule that you made while you were lucid that you can literally just look at and not get to the end of the week where you've absolutely achieved nothing. And this is common for shift workers to do this. All right, so there we go, 20 minutes. And 
well, I didn't want this to be 20 minutes, but it is. And here we are. All right. So there's the five points. So number one, prioritizing sleep. Number two is staying in sync with the daytime and nighttime and trying to stay in sync with your sleep-wake pattern as close as possible as you can and getting that early light. Eating at regular times. This is imperative for our circadian rhythm as well. And this avoids our digestive problems, gas, bloating, and pain. All right, that's number three. Number four, what I learned was how to go into and come out of night shift, which made a massive difference to my recovery coming out of the night shift and how I cope with the night shift going through it as well. And point number five was scheduling your week out. I've got no doubt that there are many more. In fact, I can think of heaps more, but they were the five key ones that I thought of that made a massive difference to me. And I know from the feedback that I get, they're making a massive difference to you as well. They're the first five that come to mind for you. I'm sure you've got plenty more, but if you do those and you stick with those, it will make a massive difference to you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is released. It would also be ever so helpful if you could leave a rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. If you want to know more about me or work with me, you can go to ahealthyshift.com. I'll catch you on the next one.